Hi everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I speak? Is it okay if I speak? Yeah, that, that's that... fine. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Agitator. We don't have a movie this week. We're taking a break, but break for us means that we're just not watching any new content. So, but that doesn't mean we don't do an episode. We still have to do an episode. Um, yeah, we just talked about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that was the plan. I was thinking Ninja Turtles might be a cool thing to talk about. I found a bunch of old comic books in uh, in my garage. Sorry, I'm talking quietly because my son was a fucking asshole this morning and he just passed out and I don't want to wake him up. I thought you were going for like an NPR kind of thing. Like, huh. Hi, everybody. everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Agitator. I'm here to talk to you about why Ukraine is slaying Queen. Um, that's how they talk about an NPR, right? They like they make all the news gay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like their thing. Mm-hmm. Slay Queen, slay, slay Crane, slay Crane. Yeah, I like it. You, you slain? Nah, it doesn't work, dude. There was a, a video of that the president of the Ukraine. I think it was at like the Grammys or something. And he was like, well, you're at the Grammys. No one here can be at the Grammys because they're all dead. It's <laughs> like the wildest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> why, why, why did the Ukrainian not make it to the Grammys? Because he was dead. dead. <laughs> so I was watching that. I was like, bro, we have gone full simulacra now. Like we're, We are through the looking glass on this kind of shit. And then I, uh, I was sniffing around Twitter today, and I don't know. You know what I noticed is that like people have talked about like uh, people are talking about Elon Musk, uh, who like owns Twitter now. I guess he bought it. Hmm. Um, and uh, there are people who are like, I'm quitting. And the response from some people is to be like, You can't quit Twitter. There's still important work to be done. <laughs> uh, like uh yeah. like uh talking talking shit about your uh about your old homies for going on a show or what yeah, that, stuff like, like that, that kind of work it's important to do that <laughs> it's important to do that well um yeah we went on a on a podcast <laughs> about a week ago and I mean, we knew everybody was gonna get mad. Um, and by everybody, we we gotta say like like five losers from the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. 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 I mean, can you even can you even really get mad about that? I I didn't, and I'm somebody who 
like I have gotten it's like a it was like a feeling in my gut sometimes when um when people get mad at me I don't know what happened dude I don't know if it's the Mars and Saturn going conjunct but that's it's just gone it's just not there anymore like I don't I just I don't care no I thought it was hilarious you know, like I, I've just really been in a good mood about everything. People have been reaching out, mm -hmm. actually buying our books, engaging with them, talking about how badass they are, uh, mm -hmm. how much they click with the shit. Everybody's just been in like a really, just had a lot of positivity. And then I just saw that as more positivity. I was like, you, like, these losers never had anything to offer us. Like they wanted us to stay in our place. So, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. you, like I say us, but like, I don't know what any of those faggots really think of me. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did kind of want me to stay in a certain, that's always sort of how it felt. It felt kind of like I was really successful right out the gate and everybody kind of spent the rest of that decade like chastising me and trying to get me to like not say wild shit. Even though it's, it's funny, I was telling you this earlier, but like, I used to think that I would say wild shit because I'd get drunk. Because, you know, I'd get like, I'd drink like eight or nine Michelob Ultras and then like turn on corn and get on Twitter and just be like, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to tweet some fire ass <laughs> tweets right now. And then I'd wake up and it would just be like, the tweet would just be like, you know, Jonathan Davis is like William Blake. And you're all fucking gay. And I'd be like, oh man, that seemed that seemed so much better when I was drunk. But my point is, is that I, I thought that it was the beer that was making me kind of I don't know act that way. But it turns out it's just kind of who I am. Yeah, you you're just kind of naturally an agitator. Yeah. And I told Rios who it was who was like leading the charge on this attempted cancellation. She in the back seat. She was like, "What?" She's like, "The dude who would always say the N word." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that guy." <laughs> <laughs> not that guy. Not who, in the who, not in no. the fun way that like we say it. You know. No, exactly. Or that I yeah, say no, it. You would, let me, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus with me. Right. She. Uh, well, she. Um, I don't know how much I want to say. Anyway, she just like, I mean, she actually wouldn't go to like our hangouts because she was like convinced, not in like a cancel, like I'm going to go online and talk shit about him kind of way, but like she was just like convinced. She's like, I think that guy might be a white supremacist. Um, just because like she would, <laughs> she would literally say to him, hey, could you, could you stop? like saying the n-word and then he'd be like what it's just a word it's just a word and uh you know what's funny is that i agree with him i agree with the old version of him um actually no scratch that i agree with my wife fuck that guy he should never have said that word <laughs> i uh I, I i agree with the sentiment but uh, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of context wrapped up in that 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 guy just no, no, you you can't yeah. you can't say it. See, it's okay. It's one of those things where, uh, man, why does it always turn into n-word talk with with Kelby? Um, is that like a segment on the show? Because you, 
It's because you say the n-word a lot. I say the n-word a lot. See, there's just people who are who can who can get away with it, and people who can't. Um, mm-hmm. And saying hard R all the time is just really weird, actually. Uh, the hard R is weird. It's a distinction, right? I mean, it's just I don't know. And it's like you said, it's the intent too. I mean, I feel like there. Sometimes I just I hear it, and it it's like any other word. And other times I hear it, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, that's mean, you know. Um, well, as somebody who identifies as a nigga, I'm gonna say that nigga is not allowed to say it. No, he's not. And you know what's funny about every time I've been, I'm gonna stop using the word canceled because that word sucks. It, it, it's just it's been beaten to death. But anytime anybody tries to uh, put their finger in my asshole, right? <laughs> um, I'm gonna start calling being canceled now. <laughs> Try to finger my asshole, bro. <laughs> last time that last time somebody tried to finger my asshole, it was a close not well not close friend, but like a friend, you know? Oh. And uh it's the same thing with this dude, right? Like this guy like cried on my shoulder when his like girlfriend broke up with him. But he was really sad and I went out and got a beer with him and he was just crying like all night, just just weeping and he's my friend so I was there for him and I'm not saying all that to like shame him or like whatever you know I mean it's fucking sad like when Rios and I split up I cried a lot so I'm not I'm not making fun of him for that I'm just saying like we we had history right together and and it was this, it's just the same thing every time. It's like these people, they go straight to Facebook or straight to Twitter. Except for like my real friend. Like some of my friends have issues with things that I say and they DM me or they call me. And I respect that. But it's like, what is this impulse to just go straight to tattling and having like a little knitting circle? I don't get it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, we're all just losers, really. It's what happens. I mean, you hear about it all the time, like, especially uh, in the rap world. Like, it's all the time. It's your, your day ones become your enemies as soon as you get a little bit of success. And I don't know. I don't understand that personality type, but it's a trait that, you know, I guess losers are born with. Mm-hmm. Just just want to be some haters some hating assholes that we'll get checking on this kid checking on this little boy he falls they say not to let them fall asleep with the bottle in their mouth but i'm like i'm scared to take it out how else are they gonna shut up and go to sleep dude this kid was wilding today just fucking crazy like i lost my temper i'm not even gonna lie like Cause like I picked him up and this kid like screamed in my face and started like slapping me and I was just like that's not okay so I put him in a I put him in a cupboard and locked it and kind of just left him there for nothing too serious just like an hour it's like you're gonna sleep in the cupboard <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you ever seen that movie Indian in the Cupboard? Mm-hmm. I have. He might, um, well, I guess I don't know what that would do to a baby. He might turn into a toy. 
But yeah, you check on Indian them. in the cupboard is actually a perfect metaphor for the libtard psyche. Like you just you want little uh, minority toys that you can that can come to life and be your friend. Yeah, and you're the moral superiority, right? Because that kid's always like, "Hey, cut it out! Stop fighting!" Mm-hmm. With the I remember Indi- Indian in the cupboard. Like when it came out, there was a point where he had put like a Star Wars toy and a Jurassic Park toy. And and the Indian and like a couple other ones like in that cupboard and when he opened it they were all alive and like Darth Vader was fighting a T Rex. Uh-huh. I remember as a kid being like, That should be the fucking movie. That's exactly what I always thought. I was like, that's the best part. Why'd y'all have to like cowboys and Indians? The fuck? Why can't it <laughs> Yeah. You don't like let's keep going with the Darth Vader T Rex subplot. I wanna I wanna see more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's I don't know. Like, they had the right idea when they made that movie uh, Cowboys and Aliens, which I never saw. Um, but I heard it sucked. But, like, that's that's the idea, though. Just, like, some... Like, why not? You can do anything now. So <laughs> why why not just make Cowboys fight aliens? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, might as well go, you know, full IP retard and have, like, Spider-Man... Uh, versus Boba Fett or some I don't know sure none of these yeah. are really good ideas they would have been good ideas back in the day mm-hmm. that's what kind of sucks about like the Marvel shit like <laughs> it's like I thought this would have been cool as a kid mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, Steve Barron the director of uh 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was uh, heavily influenced by Takashi Miike. Are you serious? I'm, I just think it's safe to assume. Why is that? Because it's really cool. Like, it's a really cool movie. Like to. <laughs> We have the best, like the most cutting film analysis on this. It's like this shit is good. Why? Because it, because uh, it is. <laughs> because that one shot, you remember? They were in the car, and then there was that one shot. Yeah, that was great. That was, that was tight. Mm-hmm. That was pretty tight. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that he probably like knew that Mike was eventually going to make movies, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to reverse." Engineer this shit. <laughs> I, have, I have no concept of time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at some point in the future. There's gonna be this guy, this uh, uh, this Japanese guy, and he's gonna make he's gonna make a movie where this woman is getting raped, and then the hero of the movie is watching the rape. Mm-hmm. And when he gets caught, he's gonna run away, and leave a big puddle of cum that the title's gonna come out of. Bro, that's literally so, the opening to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The ooze. It is. Yeah. The Plus, ooze. Raphael yeah. is watching April get raped before that's right. before he even intervenes, and he's like, "Damn, damn!" <laughs> and then Donatello's like, "How about bonsai?" 
And then Leonardo's like, Teenage Mutant <laughs> Rapist Turtles, Teenage <laughs> Have to get the pussy, gotta take it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they don't believe in sex unless she screams Ninja Tunja Turtles. <laughs> Put a little something in her drink. She'll go to sleep. She won't know what to think. Teenage Mutant Rapist Turtles. Teenage Mutant. I don't know why. I just had an image flash on my head of like one of the turtles in that. Uh, in that gimp suit from Seven, the one with like the knife on the dick or whatever. Uh huh. It's like the ultimate, the ultimate crossover. <laughs> Man, there's some great crossover art. I don't know if it's real, like from a real comic or whatever. But there's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't. This is real. It's, I don't know if it's real. It's like Splinter's pregnant. <laughs> I don't know if this is canon, but I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if this pretty one's sure canon, it's but it's like all the turtles dress in blackface, and because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're green, they're like we're gonna really stand out in Sunnyside. So before we go mm-hmm. down there, we need to paint ourselves brown, and, you know. Teenage mutant racist turtles. But what ends up happening is they think they're all turtles anyways, because it's like, we usually look like some brown turtles. That's right. That's right. And then they're like, no, nah, we, were, we, were, we were trying to be one of you guys. Like, Dude, I used to love the turtles so much. Like, so, fucking so much. That was just my shit. I didn't care about anything else but Ninja Turtles. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about childhood and things that I liked in childhood. And I was thinking about things that everybody else liked in childhood. And then I was thinking about, like, where we are now, where people, you know, they, they get hung up on uh, whether or not the things they like are correct and whether the things other people say are correct. And um, it's just weird, right? Because, like, all writers, when they were kids, just wanted to write because we, we saw cool shit. And we wanted to, to make cool shit. Um, and it's just weird. Like, we've gotten so fucked up. We're so far down a, down a rabbit hole of, of, of rules, right? Like, adulthood <clears throat> crept in, in in all the wrong ways, right? So you have adults who are, you know, they still like to collect toys and, uh, you know, act like babies. But they they left behind all of the. This is just cool spirit. Yeah, you know, which is kind of what like actual well-adjusted adults still have. Just like, oh, this is cool. It's like, why are you into football? I like watching football. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's why why do you why are you obsessed with mowing the lawn? Well, it's like one, it just needs to be cut, and it just mm-hmm. it's a nice chill time. Drink a beer. Drive around in circles, cut the grass, smell. I think I'm gonna drink a beer when I when I when I I ordered a grill, and I think I'm gonna drink beer while I grill. That's like there's really nothing better when I think of like uh, that's the image that pops in my head. Like corny as it sounds, that's the image that pops in my head when I just think of like freedom, 
like yeah i'm not even joking that's like the image that i just love just like pulling up the cover on the cast iron grill that i inherited from my grandfather and Mm -hmm. like throwing some steaks on there or whatever and just cracking a beer and just like chilling while the kid jumps on the trampoline or something what do you use to marinate the steaks uh i don't ever marinate steaks um okay i just let them get to room temperature uh Mm -hmm. because that's how that's the trick to getting like a a consistent uh heat to them i heard this yeah Mm -hmm. and uh i i throw like some rub on them uh Mm -hmm. i i'm still i'm not like a i'm not like a cult follower with the rubs i just uh, pick some out every once in a while and slap Mm -hmm. some of that Mm on uh and then i just uh I cook with wood, so like that's where a lot of the flavor with the steak comes from. And it's like wood chips. You put wood chips in it. Is that, yeah. that the idea? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't want to use lighter fluid. That's always seemed weird to me. It it always uh, tastes like lighter fluid too. Like I don't know. Right. There's something about being at the beach for whatever reason that I guess the salt is kind of in your mouth and like there's different. It's like mm-hmm. it's cool when it's at the beach and you just have a little ass grill. Some coals and you spray some fluid and throw some fish on there whatever like that's that's always been fine but like if i'm grilling at home i was like i can't do this lighter fluid shit like mm-hmm. i'm obsessed with um sweeping my floor that's big for me right now i was actually doing that a second ago yeah, it's just so we've had some rain, and I just raked all the leaves in the backyard. Like, I, bro, I don't know who lived here before me. I think it was an old person. I don't think they died in here, but I think they might have been like a hoarder or something. Cause like, Rios and I have been trying our. It's like it's a clean house, right? Don't get me wrong, but we've been trying to like get this weird smell out of the house. And I'm like, I don't know where the smell is. Like, it's in the wall or something. Anyway. I raked all those leaves because I had a lot of rain and I let my dog out and every time she comes in she tracks mud and leaves and all kinds of shit. So I'm just like obsessively, I obsessively sweep this floor because it's like, like I want Gus to be able to crawl around and I'm not, I'm not like a germaphobe, but like I don't want him to put literal shit in his mouth. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, shit shit's where the line is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My uh my mom has a dog. Um she's kind of inside outside dog, but like she's mm-hmm. inside a whole lot and uh uh a big dog that like tracks in dirt and stuff and Rowan will drop shit on the floor and I'll just kind of watch him pick that up and eat it, but if if the dog like shit on the floor and he dry, I'd be like no 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 no. Right, and I guess I guess where where I'm coming from is like I don't know what my dog stepped in. You know what I mean? Like I I, I don't watch her out there. So, oh dude, the dog like my, Gus was in such a bad mood today that like the dog walked up to him and like put her snout in his face and he slapped the shit out of that dog <laughs> he's just like <laughs> but it's scary bro it's scary because she's old yeah blind and she also like she's she's got a 
you know, she's got a bad attitude. Yeah. So I was like, boy, and it, it, it makes me feel bad. Cause like, I mean, I kind of want to kill the dog. Like I, I'm kind of ready for her to go, but I would feel kind of like bad if, you know, he slapped her and then she bit him and then we had to put her down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'd be like, it's like that's not the way to do it. It's not the way to go. No. The way to do it is like, you know, I, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of like, once the dog has kind of stopped being a dog, it's just kind of time to put them out to pasture. But everybody in my family, namely my wife and her extended family, uh, p- AKA people who don't have to deal with the dog all day, like, oh yeah, you can't, you can't put her down. You have to keep her alive. I'm like, you, you say hello to the dog for like three minutes, and then it's out of sight, out of mind. But me, I have all these responsibilities with it, and I, fu- I can't, fuck, I can't, I can't stand responsibilities, dude. I hate that shit. Oh man, that's where like, that's where I used to get it twisted with rich people. Like, I never wanted to be rich. And that was like such a weird thing that all my friends would be like, the fuck? I'm like, not look at them, bro. They're always miserable. Like they just buy. But the thing is, I'm I'm not going to buy more responsibility. It's like, yeah. I got to take care of this boat that I own and I, I have it, you know, docked down at the harbor. And then I got to go, I got to take care of this like smart pool that I just installed. that has got like 50 different functions mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably die electrocuted inside of and it's like that sounds no (laughs) no yeah no i'd rather just like stack my cash in different like shapes be like this is Mm -hmm. my money throne this is dude a money throne would be tight as fuck that'd be so badass i would uh it'd have to be out of like no i'd be out of a hundreds that's how you know it's baller if it's a it's like the game of thrones throne but made out of money that'd be sick hell yeah get head on the money throne oh, legend bro. bucket list bucket list shit mm-hmm. right there <laughs> we're on our way we're, we're on our way I mean yeah I was thinking should I start a sub stack no right no that's a stupid idea that's really gay yeah 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 sub stack is pretty gay um I was just thinking like I'm I'm basically with editing oh it's just it's run its course you know, um, the way that I explain it is that it just like it doesn't it doesn't scale. So the issue with editing is that I use a third party service to link me up with clients, and they take a cut on my end, right? Ten percent. Like, all right, that's I'm actually fine with that. That's fine. It's a finder's fee. It's whatever. But then they they also charge the client ten percent on their end. Right, so if the client comes to me and has a job that's that I, I'm going to charge them fifteen hundred dollars for it, right? Like the third-party website will slap on an extra hundred and fifty bucks, which might be a bridge too far, right? Somebody who mm-hmm. might say yes to fifteen hundred might say no to sixteen fifty. So then, what has to happen is I have to compensate for that. So maybe I say, okay, I'll do this job for thirteen fifty. Well, they're still taking ten percent out of that. So all of a sudden, I've actually like it's eaten into my profits double. And then the payment processor takes three percent. 
And so by the end of it, right, a job that I should be getting paid just straight up with no bullshit, I should be getting paid $1,500 for, becomes like, it's all the way down to like $1,250. Um, yeah. And the issue is, is just that like, it's what people are willing to, to pay for an edit. That's the, that's the tricky part with it, is that editing is a time-consuming business because you have to read an entire book you know, and fix it. It's, it's, it's a huge job. Yeah, it's not like you're like, uh, I'm a work from home full-time editor, so I'll just try mm-hmm. to edit like 10 books this week. Is <laughs> like, I, I mean, good yeah. luck reading, even getting it, even being able to read all of that. And that's what people don't get like with, with the charge, right? It's like, if I'm going through and I'm doing a developmental edit, the notes they get, there might not be a ton of notes that they get back, so, I've actually I've never had anybody complain about this. This is just like something that I could see happening. But like, let's say that I do a developmental edit, and I'm like, okay, you need to fix this here, this here, this here, this here, this here, right? That could maybe all be fit on a page. And in the American mindset of you know quantity over quality, and they might be like, I just paid this dude a thousand bucks to give me a page of notes, and it's like, yes, but if you follow that page of notes your book will sell to a major publisher. And it cost $1,000 because it fucking, it took me eight hours to read it, for starters. And, you know, it just, it is what it is. So like, you have it a lot better in that sense because you work with your hands, you build stuff, you're a carpenter, and, and, and people, if somebody like hires you to build a porch, they're gonna they get like okay materials cost this he's actually doing labor we can go out and watch him sweat and at the end of it i have a porch that i can look at you know what i mean so it's like it's more tangible you know yeah and people do complain about prices where i'm just like look like i'm sorry like with some people that i know they're going to be a pain in the ass it depends on the type if they're not Mm -hmm. being a pain in the ass like as a person if they're just like complaining about the price and it's because they're like real you know tight or hard up i'm like okay let me how about you i'll bring you the receipts right like and you can just it'll be cost plus like Mm -hmm. i'll break down exactly how much everything is you you know throw out the money for it and then you just pay my labor but Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, typically there's some kind of upcharge for materials because you don't ever know. This shit goes up, like, all the time. Of course. Like, every yeah, single day. Yeah. So if you call me in February and are like, hey, I want, like, the floor of my trailer redone, then I'm going to give you, like, an estimate price and tell you I need this much up front to get the materials and shit. And that's to make sure I can get your stuff. Like, because mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. if you, if you kind of kick rocks about it and then tell me in April you're ready to pull the trigger... The price of everything just went up like yeah oh exactly you know and i can't i mean do you want me to spend a week sitting down with you looking at like receipts and all this shit or do you want me to just get going with it right but so like the people who are just being stickly who i know are like rich and shit and own like multiple properties and they're just like damn that's kind of high isn't it i'm like you know what it actually went up two hundred dollars um since we were talking mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, they, they they can so they can see it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, even even like at the end of the day, you can't see it. And whereas like books, it, I mean, it's it's hard. 
like I said, it's hard to just like, oh, I'm going to read more. I mean, however long it takes you to get through that is however long it takes you. I can Mm -hmm. pick up work where it's like, like this week, for example, it's a bunch of small shit and I'm running around like crazy, but I'm like, okay, no matter, I mean, even if the sun goes down, if I can get this done, then tomorrow I can get this other thing done. And that's like, cool. I got what I need for the week or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, with, um, I, I kind of just, like, want to, I want to make a certain amount of money, you know? Because, like, everything's getting more expensive. I went to CVS real quick because I needed to get batteries for the Tascam. And I was just, like, looking at the batteries. And, you know, it's funny because, like, this is when it hits me. It's not, you know, it's it's not all the food that I buy. It's not all that. It's literally going to buy batteries and I was like, I'm, I just need two, right? Well, there are no, there's no two packs of batteries, right? It's all four packs. And like the cheapest off-brand one that I could find was like 850. And so I'm there and I'm like, all right. And I also need some peanut butter because that's my snack for the day. I eat peanut butter all day. Um, and the peanut butter at CVS is $4 for like a little one, like a little one. And it's, you know, it's the, I bought it because otherwise I'd have to run all the way over to Walmart and get it for two seventy nine and, you know, okay, so I saved a dollar and 20 cents, but how, like, what's the time worth to go do that? But anyway, my point is I bought peanut butter and batteries and my total was $14.50. Like, that's insane. For some people, that's like two hours of their, of their lives to buy batteries and peanut butter. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. It's crazy. And I've been lucky because, like, uh, to me, you know, that's not that's not huge. You know what I mean? Like, fifteen bucks. It's like whatever. I can't do that all all the time. Uh, you know, I ideally I would have planned a little bit better, and I don't know, ordered cheap batteries off Amazon or something like that. But like, I mean, I went to Burger King the other day and I wanted just like a Whopper meal. It should cost nine dollars for a Whopper meal. Oh yeah, that's crazy. And like Whataburger, and like, like the, the, yeah. the, the the bread was stale, bro. And I was almost like, I should just go back and be like, I just need I need a refund. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I can't pay you nine dollars. <laughs> like, what's wrong bread. with this? It was nine dollars. That's in your Burger King. Yeah, yeah. I remember when like ten dollar when like. Uh, I started, I got a little taste of like some bougie restaurants. Because when Erica and I first got together, I really wanted to impress her, right? And she she knew where I came from. She knew I'm just hood rat, scum, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to take you out. And Mm -hmm. so I got really into fine dining. And like my, uh, a lot of my friends would like, be like, bro, ten dollars for a hamburger because i'd show them like the menu of some of these places and whatever and like the pictures of mm-hmm. them they'd be like hey this burger is ten dollars and mm-hmm. and that was like just a you know well at this point what maybe eight seven eight years ago like mm-hmm. but like that would be at a fine dining place and now you go to whataburger and they're like that would be ten dollars it's like i'm just grabbing lunch for myself what the fuck yeah exactly <laughs> did you give me exactly. two of them like what <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're lucky. We we have a little Mexican restaurant across the street that uh, 
that basically has fast food prices, but it's it's not fast food. It's actually good. And they give you like a big helping of rice and beans and shit. And uh, bro, I'm at the point where I'm like, that's my meal for the day. I, I, do, I could kind of do intermittent fasting, but it's, it's just like a cost saving measure, you know? Cause like, I can't spend $20, $30 on food every day. That's crazy. And I don't cook, right? Everybody who's like, well, why don't you just cook? Because I don't like doing it <laughs> and I'm not good at it. And, and frankly, frankly, and frankly, I, I, I end up wasting food. Honestly, I mean, that's just, it's shameful, but it's just real. It's hard. Erica does it somehow. Like she, she's like a wizard with the meal prep stuff, but like, uh, and I've gotten better at like learning how to cook like more things than I used to know how to cook. But, um, it is hard buying for like two or three people. Mm-hmm. And you know, like Gus mm-hmm. is starting to actually eat and stuff too. And of course, you know, here it's like, yeah, three people. Like Rowan eats what we eat. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Everything's made for like either a really expensive, like single person, like here's your $10 throw it in the oven meal, uh, you mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. lonely piece of shit. Or, or it's made for like six people. So I don't. I don't need that much like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if I open up the if I get into this box I'm not gonna be able to cook what half the rice like I can't do that so I just got all this rice that goes in the trash yeah yeah it's kind of just I mean like this is just the way the world is going like I think my kind of like one meal a day type thing is gonna have to be it for the foreseeable future especially once Gus starts really like eating people food and shit I'm just gonna either have to go without or oh wait this cut to circle all the way back to what i was originally going to say before i got off track is that like i just I, I have to make more money you know what i mean because my little piddly like thirty-five thousand dollars a year in editing that would have been okay that would have been fucking fantastic 10 years ago 10 years ago i would have been balling out on 35k now dude I'm, and I'm like, I know this sounds to, you know, to most people, this sounds like an insane thing to say, but like, I think I gotta be making like a hundred K, right? And then, so this is where the, <clears throat> this is where like, where it gets tricky, right? Because then it's like, okay, what are your skills that can get you a hundred K a year? I'm a fucking writer. <laughs> I write words. <laughs> everybody's a writer now that's that's the thing is that like the ineffable quality of creativity in your and and skill in your writing has been flattened by like do you tweet oh you tweet you you're a writer sure i mean you write probably write more than i do honestly but um i don't know i've got some plans i got some plans with chris we're we're looking at like some kind of like duo advertising business we have some we have some moves that we're gonna try to make like try to get corporate clients and shit like that i've been following that on uh on no country a bit that's a Mm -hmm. that's a cool that's a cool little idea yeah people need uh, people like this in their lives whereas like i don't know all the grifters and talentless hacks like 
I don't I don't know what to tell you like uh, besides mm-hmm. fuck off but like mm-hmm. if like real real people like just need people in their lives who are also like kind of on the same wavelength of like but possess different skills and that's where like I don't know I like I it's a I guess you can't really navigate it on purpose you just hope and pray that you know you run into that you pick up some good friends along the way because yeah I don't, I don't know i can imagine most people because i'm definitely one of those people who's like you can't you wouldn't be able to weasel your way into my territory and like oh kelby be a good guy to link up with i'm gonna be like i, I can sniff that shit a mile away bro like <laughs> yeah i don't i don't need no new friends no 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 <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, I don't know, I, I mean, I'll always be kind to people, right? Like, but I de- but I'm with you, I definitely don't need new friends, right? Unless we can build something together. That's the other thing, like, I don't, I don't want like a, I don't want a sugar daddy who's just gonna like give me money for no reason. I want like people who I can... It's like I'm trying to build a house and like I don't have time to make friends with pool cleaners. You know what I mean? Until it's time to build my pool. You know what I mean? Like cuz I'm I'm trying to like the pool cleaner eventually like we'll link up. I'll pay you. You'll build my pool and it'll be good. But right now I need foundation building. I'm trying to like I don't know. I'm just I used to say that I just wanted to be comfortable, but I kind of like, I've kind of just like forgotten that. You know what I mean? Like comfort doesn't factor in for me anymore. There's it's a year a year of being a father has just like beaten the the urge for comfort out. Yeah, of there's me. not really. A, I don't know what comfort is. Besides, you kind of have to get rich to be comfortable to some extent. It's like I'm, I'm responsible mm-hmm. for a family. Uh, I live in like Storm Valley. So like I never know what's gonna fucking happen, and then right. who knows when they're just gonna be like, yeah, gas is ten bucks a gallon, uh, and milk is seven bucks. Like they have to apparently have the freedom to just do that. So, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I mean, what is comfort even anymore? <laughs> I saw something really interesting too, because I a lot of people think that the boomers had it super easy. Because this is a meme that you see often, right? Boomers have nice houses. The cost of a house was really low back then. And uh, I saw a Twitter thread that um, it was definitely true. Um, but it was basically just kind of making this point that it's a little bit more complex than that, right? Because like, boomers went through you know, factories shutting down. They went through several recessions. They had a pandemic, although they handled it like... I think a little bit better than we did, but like, um, but it was their, their point is that like, there's a lot of boomers out there who are fucking living on social security, eating ho-hos, living in a trailer. And yes, it's paid off, but like their lives are, they don't have anything to show for it is the point. Right. So like we see the boomers who like, for example, in my family, my, uh, my great-grandfather was very wealthy, like very wealthy. He, uh, 
was a coal miner in Kentucky and he either inherited a mine or he bought a mine. I'm sketchy on the details, but he had a coal mine and he worked it with some other dudes and built up uh, some money. And then I think he bought like stake at a hospital and was on their board of directors. Uh, I remember going to their house in Rome, Georgia as like a kid and they like, they lived in a mansion, right? Um, so like there's, and my, uh, my grandpa, rest in peace, he was in the military and then he was a professor and he, he kind of like, they had money too, right? So that side of my family always had money. What's funny about that side of my family is that my great grandpa spent every dime he had before he died every fucking dime. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, I'm, I'm taking this shit with me. Uh, and, and so, like, there's, that kind of colored my perception of, like, what boomers are, right? Like, oh, this guy, he just had it and he spent it all. And now I can't be rich. Boo! Because my mom's side of the family is, like, immigrants from Poland who clean houses. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's, there's no money over there. But I guess I say all that to say that like there's it's it's all very complex and it's always been a matter of what you can do with what you've been given and I'm just kind of tired like I'm just tired of like people complaining about shit all day yeah right when uh... especially especially with this uh, idea that like that shit used to be easier back in the day like shit bro shit has never been easy. Are you fucking stupid? Like, it's always been hard. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wanted to grow up a boomer, especially no. the like. It's a very materialist way to look at things too, because um, there's probably a lot of people who could look back at this time or a few years before now and be like, "Man, millennials had it fucking easy, and they're just a bunch of titty babies." Um, mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they probably be like generally right, and. Mm-hmm. It's it's a matter of like, nah. I would have hated growing up back then. I'm so glad I wasn't a boomer. Yeah, I like I like exactly what I grew up. I have very fond memories of growing up in the late '90s, early 2000s, all the way up until uh, 2012 or so. Like that's when the the world started to suck. But it's like, did the world start to suck, or was I becoming an adult with responsibilities? You know what I mean? Like, which one is it? I mean, when I was a kid, all I cared about was, like, Ninja Turtles action figures, Ninja Turtles movies, Ninja Turtles comics, like, whatever. Yeah. And then when I was got older, it was all about PlayStation, and then it was all about my guitar, and then it was all about, like, I don't even know what I was doing in my early 20s. Just being crazy, right? Just being a nut. And then at about 27, 28... When I, when I moved to Portland, that's when, like, reality started crashing down, right? Because, like, that's when my, like, the closet apartment that I lived in cost $1,200 in, like, 2015, you know? Which was just, like, where am I going to get that money from? And that's when it all started. Well, and it's also um, a big uh, morale has a lot to do with it, you know? Like... It's mm-hmm. one thing going through something, because I experienced, sometimes, my parents tried to hide it as much as they could, 
but sometimes they would actually sit us down and be like look uh we don't know if we're going to be able to keep the house like right they you know because you, you're not supposed to like worry your kids with that shit but like um mm-hmm. there are sometimes it was just impossible to ignore but mm-hmm. i still felt like i grew up like safe and loved and like had like a a, yeah. a good home life um yeah but uh so I, I think it's i think it's a matter of morale too and like you can't ignore that like the internet has a role to play in it and i i'm on the point where like instead of blaming it being like social media is a plague on humanity or whatever where it's all mm-hmm. fucking twitter and online is it's just fake and get it's like bro just just close your eye like there's like it, it's a cringe yeah. cliche now but for real touch grass like that's it like yeah 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 man i mean it's it's basically as simple as that if if you know that this thing is is it's like drinking right i mean i used to drink way too much and i would complain about it i'd be like god damn i'm just i'm addicted to alcohol and i can't stop drinking and i'm drunk all the time and if i'm not drunk i'm hungover and i'm fucking going online and talking about how corn is awesome uh which you know is objectively true but still (laughs) um and then it was and then i got to this point and i was like oh bro like addiction is a funny word because it's it sets up this distance between you and the thing that you do too much and it's it was it all clicked for me when i was like oh i really like drinking like drinking is like one of my favorite things and all this stuff that i'm doing to like make my life harder and wreck my life it's because i like drinking that much like i'm willing to to wreck my shit so then i just had to sit down and be like well what do i you know what do i actually like and now you know i took the 14 months off from it but now it's like every month or two i've had like a a beer basically just like i just drank a beer and it's nice it was nice but it's because now i have priorities you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's i love i love elden ring too but i beat the fire giant last night i had to turn that shit off because I was like, I'll, if I, I love this so much, I will stay up till 1230 playing it. And it's 1030 and I got to read a little bit and go to bed. Priorities. Yeah, no, priorities is how you cure addiction, honestly. Like, and that's, um, speaking from personal experience too, like that's, that's just how I quit speed and shit was just like, mm-hmm. I have other shit that I really want to live for that this is going to fuck up so i have to stop and yeah i mean not to say it was pretty at all and mm-hmm. uh but that that's what you got to do and that that that's probably like the thing that will make people even matter at us than uh than you know going on the perfume nationalist is <laughs> like addiction well, you know. is a matter is a it, it's a wrong it's a disalignment in your priorities if it's a problem yeah. like if you're quote unquote like addicted to something cool then i mean I, it's i guess that's just not a problem then but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 
it's you like it it's not out of your control you 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 choose to like this more than mm -hmm. you like your mom being able to sleep at night or yeah right right and it's like oh but i'm gonna detox and all this kind of stuff I mean, all that is true right all these things are you know the issues can get bound like when it comes to things like addiction and stuff it's like the left and the right are both correct because you'll hear people on the left say uh people wouldn't be addicted to stuff if they had the things that they wanted to live for which is exactly what we're saying right mm -hmm. so i mean so that's true right if you have priorities but the right wing side is basically like personal responsibility and doing and it's like both of them work together like you have to use personal responsibility to find things that make life yeah. worth living because i so that like you can quit i would still be doing lean and speed if i didn't like which is a like a oh, an insane cocktail but like i loved both and or i, mm -hmm. or I do love both when people are like you you know uh once like or i don't know if there's like a phrase for it but like basically you're all you'll always be addicted to something i mean i'm from my personal experience i mean yeah which is why i just don't do it at all like <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm not going to be able to take like to hit one bump of adderall off the counter and just be like mm -hmm. i'm good for the month i just wanted to pick me up for the, like i'm not going to be able to do that i'm not going to be able right. to I, bro i houston is right there i i can go mm -hmm. get i can go pick up some lean whenever i want yeah i i get offered it all the time it's like bro i know you like those so i'm like i don't man i can't i can't please don't i do i do like it i do <laughs> i like it too much get it, get it away from me yeah dude no i mean that's it's all that's just a part of it i think that one of the things that majorly started making me uh i don't know just like question things that i was it's like the left has this weird tendency to just to literally blame everything on structural issues at all like in the leftist cosmology personal responsibility doesn't exist except for in the like the people who own businesses or the government or whatever right like those are the only people who have any personal responsibility whatsoever and everybody else is kind of a baby who just can't help themselves right i mean you see it in the like shoplifting discourse if you see someone steal something no you didn't it's like, well, first of all, I mean, yeah, because it's not my style to, uh, to like, not mind my own business, right? So, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just like, I mean, I just, I kind of don't care. Um, and, like, I kind of, uh, it's really complicated, dude, because, like, I don't care if people still, like, I actually genuinely don't. It just doesn't, I don't know if it doesn't compute or whatever, but, like, I don't care. But... On the other hand, if you're stealing, like, oh, for example, like, I pirate movies, right? Um, I pirate movies, I pirate books, like, I pirate all, all sorts of stuff. And all the arguments against piracy, it's like, yeah, I hear you, but I'm choosing to do this because I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and, I, and I want this thing. It's le it's levels of evil. Like Erica doesn't like stealing whatsoever. Well, I mean, pirates. She don't really give a fuck about piracy. But like, um, when when I like am judging people around here who have like yet to even 
sell their clean ass shoes or whatever and they're out begging on the corner when there's like a ton of jobs they could just go get i'm like the fuck like if you literally could not even get a job i'd be like holding people up at gunpoint right now and mm-hmm. when i sit down and think like she hates that like but when i so when i sit down and think about it i'm like okay you know what yeah i probably wouldn't like that level of mm-hmm. evil i probably because i'd also have an issue with i don't give a fuck about your s- systemic issues if you come up on me like uh empty your pockets like i'm gonna shoot you in the face like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so and then what like and then is it still uh, oh the tragedy of this person who like then what then what would those people have to say who are like it's systemic issues i'm like if somebody comes up and tries to take my shit i'm gonna put them in the ground like mm-hmm. i don't uh, yeah you have to have i think i heard about this shit i haven't seen the new batman movie but i think i was it was people talking about the batman shit where it was like arguing whether he's like some kind of uh rich menace or whether he's actually like uh the only like the real true hero because he doesn't um he doesn't see like the material part aspects of everything doesn't isn't what he sees he sees like people behaving in evil ways and like it's not like oh and i i can't give an accurate analysis of like batman but just like it just made me think of that like you know it's it's not looking at somebody stealing and being like damn that's a rich dude dressed up as a bat beating up a petty criminal it's like or is that like a dude who doesn't see those things and just sees people's like intentions in their heart and is like you're a fucked up person like you're hurting people because you choose to Hmm. yeah yeah i see that i see that it's it's kind of i don't know it's funny it's just like the more and more i think about stuff the more it's just like i don't know if i have like a hard and fast rule for for anything yeah i'm just thinking like out like like i don't i'm just thinking out loud i don't even uh, no for sure i don't have i don't have hard fast rules for shit and that's the thing that but that's the thing and it's kind of like i mean that's just kind of the way people people are right it's like you can have principles right like my core principles are i don't know just like being chill (laughs) it'd be just being like you know what kind of whatever but like everything is a case-by-case basis everything is people are case-by-case basis you know what i mean uh batman's funny to me because it's like you know is he this is he that i'm like bro i'm pretty sure he's a comic book superhero. <laughs> yeah yeah so I lo- what was it uh was it grant morrison who and they were yeah, like <laughs> what what uh what kind of fuel does the batman was just the batmobile what engine is it yeah what yeah, engine what is? kind of engines in the he's like it, it doesn't have an engine it's fiction it's not real <laughs> it runs on magic <laughs> it runs on that that's what he said yeah it runs on magic but like I don't know, like, is it, so, you know, for example, you know, when I'm online and I, I just, like, kind of see a book, and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, and so I go on, like, Zlib or Libgen or whatever, and I download it and I read it, is that, is that fucked up? I mean, I don't know, like, I want people to buy my books, like, I want to make money, 
it's a law of averages too i like i don't know i, I like um i like when people engage with stuff i think intent is like crucial to everything like yeah if you yeah. really want to read something people, yeah then right. by any means read it like right yeah that's kind of where i'm at and it's like a lot of the stuff that i download i don't even end up reading i just like it just kind of sits there but i do buy like i buy a lot of books too you know and it's it's kind of it's weird like what gets me to buy a book we got to crack this code so we can sell a bunch of books but like this is the beauty of the hypocrisy of, of humans right is that like i want people to buy my books but like i don't feel like buying anybody else's book you know, I bought uh, I bought Adam Lehrer's book because I like him, um, and the book seems interesting. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I'm gonna have to wrestle because we've had we've gotten into some knockdown, drag out fights with major authors uh, <laughs> about uh, about about this yeah, before. that our friends you know? that our friends got mad about. Like, yeah, for you. Hey, this is the literary world, right? Like, leave stop guy, fighting. With leave him. that guy alone. He, he might give me a book helping, deal. I can't like your status anymore. <laughs> I can't like your status is because everybody knows that you fought with so and so. But like, we fought about this a lot. But the book piracy it is interesting, right? Because like, man, I don't know. I used to be more like, fuck it, just download whatever. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure anymore because it's like how much do I really read, you know? Maybe maybe it's a better, maybe it's like a better mode to be in to, to, I don't know, to like just not look at something at all unless I'm willing to make an investment in it. You know what I mean? Like, because otherwise you end up with this just abundance of shit that you never read anyway, taking up space on your hard drive. I will pirate manga though because like that shit's expensive. God, that shit's so like, I'm expensive. Re- I'm reading. I'm reading Blame right now, and uh, I would be so pissed if I paid like a hundred and fifty dollars for the seven book set. And that shit makes awesome. no sense too. It is badass. Yeah. I was so. I was it's like, awesome. did I download this wrong? I'm so fucking confused. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's but just it's the awesome. way it is. <laughs> but. Uh, but in, in terms of books, like, okay, I, like, I see a book, right? I'm like, oh, damn, that looks good. I mean, I don't know, because it gets complicated, right? Like, I downloaded, uh, I don't even know if I should talk about what, I, what I've downloaded on the podcast. I'll just say I downloaded a book, and I liked it, and then I bought it, right? I bought the, the physical copy, so I could, like, read it again. And, you know, there's these statistics. Axel's really good about this, right? Axel has all the stats, and it kind of, it turns out that according to statistics, people who download books are uh, they buy more books. Yeah, because we're the people too. type of people who want to engage with it so bad will steal it. And then yeah. if it's something that connects, if it's something that's like, oh, I forgot I downloaded the autobiography of DMX in German, and I, yeah, I'm too lazy to translate it, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. read it. Um, but like if it downloads something like berserk well we cover it like we have podcast episodes about it it shaped berserk fucking changed a lot of my life like the way i look at shit especially mm-hmm. artistic paths i'm like oh yeah i'm 100 percent guts and then a little bit of mm-hmm. griffith too and like it just helps 
it makes sense to me now like i stopped beating my head against the wall with artistic shit whenever by reading guts or uh by reading Mm -hmm. berserk and being like oh why do i do this well because this is what i do i swing the sword that's (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no other mode to be in right and it would be like if i had you know five hundred dollars laying around i would absolutely buy the full berserk like hardcover shit oh yeah i'm going to i'm going to and some people might have because of like you know people definitely have bought berserk because of this show because people listen to what we say and they think that you know they're like well well they pirate it but i'm i'm a good i'm a good boy so i'm gonna go buy it Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of those things where like this idea of buying shit on a on a whim, it just like it doesn't it doesn't compute for me. You know what I mean? Like I have to, I don't know. Shit's expensive. Life's expensive, and uh, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a ton of money. So, I guess if I think about how many books I've downloaded, but how many of those, like how many have I, uh, you know read all the way through and then like that was just it there was no there was no other compensation for the artist at all uh that's very very low that's extraordinarily low because like i might pirate a book and then go and buy their next book the more that i think about this the more i'm I'm justifying to myself you know whatever i do but for real though i mean it's it's like I'm, i'm having trouble thinking of like you know, books that I've stolen and then didn't turn around and somehow give that creator money if I if I dug it, right? Like, if I loved it. Um, and it's also funny when people in the book community, like, get mad about piracy. It's like, bro, you don't pay for books. People send you shit. Mm-hmm. They send you garbage, too. Like, it's one of my, like, I get kind of a... I, I get a kick out of when, um, out of telling people no <laughs> now, whenever, because mm-hmm. like for at least a couple years now, I'll get a DM that's like, if I get it from somebody like that, I actually like every once in a while, this doesn't apply to everybody. If I'm like, yeah, your book sounds dope, like send it to me. I'll do, yeah, I'll send you something. But uh, most of the time it's like, hey, because they always talk and like they always act like we're homies too it drives me fucking crazy yo dog yeah, it's probably how black it's probably how black people feel honestly like whenever black people people send uh you know when people send black people a message they're like what up homie and the black the hypothetical black person in my head is just like <sighs> like dude you can just talk to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah now a story of my life of yeah of just always feel like a black person um but yeah i'm I'm just like no no that's cool i don't got anything to Mm -hmm. trade i don't really want to i'm not gonna read your book (laughs) right right well you know we have to figure out how we square this with like wanting people well here's it's like i make the connection in my head with uh with books to like directly um supporting like an artist's life and career right um i don't i don't look at at buying things as like an obligation 
I kind of look, I've always looked at it backwards in a way. And the, the backwards way is that, you know, when somebody gives me, take, um, I don't know, like rune soup, for example, right? Like I haven't taken a rune soup course in like a year and that shit is $10 a month. Am I ever going to quit my subscription to that? No. Like, I didn't listen to the new episode of Contain yet. Uh, sometimes I, I take a few weeks to like listen to the Perfume Nationalist, whatever. Am I going to stop pledging $5 a month? No. Because I feel indebted to those people, right? Gordon, Jack, Barrett, like, they all really like kind of affected my my brain right and put me in a place where i'm happier and uh, flourishing where before i wasn't right so i will never stop paying ten dollars a month to rune soup whether or not i use it um those are also all representations of like autonomy and uh unique quality mm -hmm. because the Perfume Nationalist has something different to offer than Contain, which has something different to offer than Rune Soup. And none of them have the sort of grifter verbiage of like, you know, we, o we only, we're supported by our patrons. We couldn't do this without you, blah, 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 blah. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's no mm -hmm. real advertising gimmick to it. It just is good. And that, that's how I reconcile it with us. Like, it's like, well, well, we do this and that. I'm like, we're better. Like... I'm sorry, mm -hmm. we're better writers, and so yeah. yeah, you should buy our books and just steal the other bullshit. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like I like that. Again, I like embracing these contradictions of being like, piracy is good, but you should buy our books. But wait, that's completely hypocritical. And then it's that uh, it's that meme of that dude with the blonde beard. He's just yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's me. I used to aspire to be the, uh, well, I still aspire to be like the shaman Wojak or whatever you call them. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oftentimes feel like the retard Wojak, but uh, sure. Contain multitudes. I, I think, I think like most consistently I'm the dude with the beard though. It's just like, yeah, 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 that's me. Exactly. I'm, I'm Sigma, yeah. Sigma meme. Sigma meme, yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. And I, I try to think of ways that I can like sort of be that, you know what I mean? And I think it's just gonna come from from writing these fucking books, man. And I have adopted your strategy of writing shit on my phone. Um, and I'm just trying to like write the coolest, like my favorite Ninja Turtles comic was the Future Shark series. It's like got time travel. There's like a shark in a mech suit that they fight. Uh, there's another series where like Raphael's girlfriend, who's a wolf, uh, gets like seduced by the pheromones of this big buff wolf who's definitely coded as an African American. And like I think about those and reading those as a kid, and just it's just cool. You know what I mean? Like it's just it made me feel stuff so like that's the that's just the vibe i'm trying to bring to to books and i have to have some kind of faith that if i just continuously make cool shit people might 
actually pay me instead of just bro every day i have my books up on gumroad for free and this is kind of, this is my thing right this is me trying to put my money where my mouth is right like you can have them for free like if you want you know what i mean and <laughs> after like a year of doing that and every day people are downloading those books and i see the little email addresses and i'm not a psychopath so i don't like save them or anything but i'm just kind of like well that was about a year of giving away hundreds of books for free <laughs> uh like did you did you like them could i have a dollar it's why i was thinking about this gay ass like substack bullshit you know i don't know it's just it's the eternal question right like how do you how do you turn being a, an artistic person into a career especially when it's something like books which isn't immediately saleable right if i was good at drawing and i could draw you know the ninja turtles 69ing or something then boom i'd be the top creator on patreon yeah you'd make hand over fist bro like i've yeah. i've yeah. met some of those people who were like uh you know i think they're just freaks and i'm just like i met a dude who who paints uh like comic panel custom comic panels of like hyenas fucking each other and mm -hmm. i you know he was showing me his work and i was like so what do you do he was like this he's like i make like a thousand to four thousand dollars a week i was like the fuck god damn i wish i could draw <laughs> yeah right exactly i wish i could draw too and it's like um it's, so it's kind of like you know all right so we have this hold on boys waking up Hey, Bubs. Hey, Mr. Bubs. What are you doing? You sure you don't want to go back to sleep? You don't want to go night-nights? Okay. Okay. That's all right. You don't have to. You don't have to. Damn, you slept hard, bro. <laughs> anyway, long story short, it's one of those things where it's like, what are my talents? And it's like... Uh, I'm just a really, really good writer, which sounds like arrogant until you realize that I don't say that about anything else in my life at all. You know, like I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm the best writer and also I'm the best dad and also I'm the fucking best at Elden. I'm fucking the best at everything. Like put a basketball in my hands, I'll sink it. It's like, no, it's much sadder than that. I'm not good at anything except for that so <laughs> so it's kind of like and then the the fucking um you know monkey's paw twist to the whole thing is that like <clears throat> i'm good in a way that nobody really cares about except to like notice like oh damn this prose is like fire it's good you know but i'm not i'm not like the kind of writer uh who's who's just like good at you know writing vampire romances and you know making millions of dollars that way so it's a real it's it's a real difficult thing but i think that at the end of the day it, i just have to do what i'm good at as hard as i possibly can because i don't think feel like i have yet you know all this is still hypothetical because i haven't you know written my ass off for like five years straight yeah yeah people will catch the like you know i'm 
I'm also in a mode where I'm not I'm not gonna allow uh, cringy retards to like appropriate uh, words I think work for things like so like vi vibes are physical and like real mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the more you cultivate a vibe and the larger mm -hmm. like you send out that vibration it is going to hit people like because mm -hmm. it's physical like it is going to make waves like i actually like i don't necessarily see that shit as metaphorical like we're making waves or like we're creating a vibe it's like yeah we're making the air vibrate with the shit with it we're doing and you're gonna feel it like if you're in our vicinity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think a part of that too is like i don't know this conversation has been interesting to me because now i'm really thinking about like the whole like pirating thing and i think i'm gonna chill on it you know and the re here's the reason why it's not because I feel bad, right? Um, but like, I wanna, I wanna get better at like training myself to like treat the work as kind of sacred and like sort of needing a cost. Like when you do a magic spell, you have to leave an offering because you're you're playing with like high high energy type shit. And when people get fucked up, it's like when they don't leave a little apple or mango or whatever spirit and the spirit's like, oh, you're going to ask me for some shit but you're not going to give me anything mm -hmm. back? Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? I'm going to start treating it that way, I think, because right now, it's like, how do I how do I take my own art seriously if for me it's this, like, disposable, piratable commodity that I can just, like, glance at and throw in the trash bit if I don't like you know what I mean? Like, so I think you should pirate shit if you want. To. I think anybody should pirate shit if they want to. But I don't know. Maybe I maybe I won't do it anymore. No, just, just I, I think for that reason. I think that's beautiful because that's like that's seeing ideology as a yes, as a sort of looking glass versus a um, a hammer to like bludgeon over people's heads. Like right. it, your ideology is going to be hypocritical and is going to be like ever changing because it's not it's just a it's just like looking at yourself in the reflection of muddy water like it's you can observe that see what you see think what you think about it and then go back like turn away from the riverbank and go about your business like it's not really a mm -hmm. It's not something to wield like a sword and be like, everybody's got to think the way that I do. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just a way to recalibrate how you're going to do things. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, I mean, also, yeah, it's just like, what am I trying to say? Like, I went to Half Price Books yesterday and I bought... Uh, got some books and I bought myself a, I bought myself a book that I actually had on Audible. So I, I didn't pirate it, but I'd gotten it on, on audiobook. And so I bought the book because I was halfway through the audiobook and I was like, man, I feel like reading it. But I brought it and I took it home and it's, you know, it's this big, thick, you know, fantasy book. And I was like, man, I'm kind of looking forward like I, to, to investing time in this. You know, I started Coin Locker Babies the other day. 
read about a hundred pages and I was like this is fun you know because I bought the, the the physical thing it's it's like I made an investment and now I'm seeing it through to the end and there is something psychological I think about the disposability of a like a PDF or a EPUB or something like that which extends to the ebook itself that that I'm trying to like I'm trying to work through I'm trying to treat it like you know that you know go back to this idea that there's some kind of magic to books right books are books are sacred it's the way like you you never you never get a tarot reading without paying somebody something first even if it's like a dollar like you don't get a you never get a free tarot reading because if you don't make the exchange you fucked up right is it what do you think about that bubs you want to say something to the agitator audience? Yeah? I agree. He he just listens to his dad talk all day long. So he, he talks his ass off during the day. Oh, yeah. He'd just be like, he'll be like, because he just sees me talk. If I'm not talking to you on the phone or my mom or some other friend, I'm just kind of talking. So he's just put his head against my head dude there are moments of fatherhood that are so like sweet it's like I can't even deal with it you know and it's like bro this little kid was screaming in my face and slapping my face and I was triggered I was super triggered bro I just had to like put him in his uh in his walker and just like kind of walk away for a second while he was like screaming at me and I was like I'm so fucking pissed I'm so mad yeah, that was the noise I was making, huh? I was going, Ugh. but, and then now I'm just like, oh man, you're cool. I like you. Yeah, yeah. That's like I was, um, Rowan. Whenever he likes watching me play Elden Ring, and he'll go grab some toys and like wield them like swords and stuff, like while watching me fight. And uh, the other day he hit me with a broom, and I thought he broke. Like mm-hmm. he hit me hard as fuck. Like just. <laughs> right on the forearm bone i thought he yeah. broke my arm for a second i like turned the game off because i couldn't be mad at him it was like cute what he was doing but i like turned the game off and i'm just like aggressively rubbing my temples like don't fucking don't drop kick this kid and uh yeah. uh <laughs> later later on he was like just he just waddled into the room like sauntered over and like was like hey dad i like your shirt what's that blue and green and uh-huh. i was like thanks buddy <laughs> yeah it's like you almost broke my god this is my jacket arm bro i can't do that <laughs> it's the only thing i have left beating off is the only thing i have left oh is there anything else anything i mean this so folks this is uh very similar very very similar to what Kelby and I just kind of talk about normally, there you there would be more names in a regular conversation, like when we're talking about the haters. Obviously, we would call them by name. We'd probably we talk about some shit that like I don't know. With when it comes to this particular hate uh, wave, which is very small, very minor, uh, and and yet still a little frustrating due to the you know the history that I have with these people. 
at the end of the day, like I, I genuinely feel bad for for some of these people, right? Like their life sucks, and uh, I don't know. They're just trying to find friends at the end of the day, and they've been trained by this like awful Tumblr mind virus that the way to make friends is by, you know, beating up on somebody else publicly. So I don't know. I love you guys. I love I love all you haters. Um, if I see you in real life, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. But like, I love you still. Yeah, David. David's an autonomous person. He speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. Detested by losers. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. <laughs> Kelby's like, I'm just gonna shoot you with my assault I'm rifle. Shoot you in the face. No. <laughs> No. See, but that—that's no. a that's actionable. That's actionable threat. Yeah. Types. Like yeah. that's when people on the internet. You ever see people do this? Where they're like, "I got death threats," and you look at like what the death threat is, and somebody's like, hey, "Go die." Like, oh, a death threat. I got suspended from Twitter for saying I was gonna uh, come cut the head off of the the CEO of uh, fucking ERCOT or whatever the fuck the Texas Energy. Thing that shut down all of, oh, yes, you know, shut yes, down the state yes. while we were living in a freezing cold fucking igloo for, you know, mm-hmm. what, a month with no power. Yeah. I went on Twitter and was like, bro, I'm gonna like find where you live and I'm gonna cut your fucking head off. And I got suspended from Twitter for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know? I mean, there's kind of like, you know, uh, where there's, uh, like, they're sort of, like, playing around, like, joking around. I don't know how I would react if somebody said, like, I'm going to find you and cut your head off. That might, bo- might bother me. I don't know. <laughs> it bothered me he didn't turn the fucking power on. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I feel you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, that was a threat, too, actually. I was like, really, if I, mm-hmm. if I legit had this nigga's address, like, I'd be, Yeah. I, we, we'd at the very least be staying in his house I'd be like hey what's up oh you got power mm-hmm. that's crazy man that's fucking crazy that's a beautiful house you got here isn't that wild that they always keep the power like they always have power yeah certain places had it you know like literally on the same Walmart, power grid yeah. as me mm-hmm. yeah Walmart's better. Walmart has to have it so that people can steal diapers <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah so you can steal diapers with the lights on <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, I saw it on Twitter. Uh, there was this like woman who was like completely lying her ass off. I just want to say briefly, like libs and writers who are libs are some of the most gullible fucks on the entire planet, right? Because like people will just say stuff like, "I saw a homeless man trying to, you know, trying to eat a bug," and I said, "Stop trying to eat that bug. Let me go buy you a cheeseburger." And they said, "Oh, Black Lives Matter." <laughs> um, and then, and then people like fucking writers will see that and they'll be like, "Damn, that's so beautiful. I'm crying right now." Um, but I saw this woman who was like, you know, I saw this woman who was trying to steal diapers and like they, you know, and I so I just bought them for her and whatever. It's all a lie, right? It's not true. Mm-hmm. But like the right wing response to that from our dub Twitter was like, nobody steals diapers, right? Like when people steal, they steal 
like makeup and dumb bullshit. They don't fucking steal diapers. And I was like, Kelby steals diapers. I still di- I steal diapers all the time. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I literally know somebody who steals diapers. As soon as this bullshit with like the prices and shit started going up. Because here's the thing. I'm like, you know, I'm whatever you want to call me. I'm not going to defend myself against anybody. Because I don't think, I think labels are boring and they don't matter. Uh, if, mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm right wing, I don't care. Like, that's fine. Sure. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But no. I... Uh, I am gonna go, yeah, steal diapers. I, I stole diapers fucking last week, bro. Like, I'm, the shit's fucking expensive and I need them. And I'm not spending $27 on like 10 of them. So go fuck yourself. Wait, $27 for 10? What kind of diaper? Oh, it's because Rowan's bigger, huh? Yeah, and they have to have a certain, it has to be a certain type because, you know, he's potty training and like when he's home, yeah. I'll pull his pants down and shit, but they got like different mm-hmm. policies at the daycare. So it'll be like, he has to have the Velcro and whatever. So, you know, cause like, you know, they try not to like touch the kids so much or whatever. Um, sure, that makes sense, yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, right. I'm like, God damn, why are they so much? Is it because like, I'm assuming he only uses like two a day, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, he's he's also a boy, and mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, they don't give a shit as much. He's starting, like, he's actually starting to give a shit. Uh, but it's been a journey. <laughs> he doesn't, mm-hmm. like, for the longest, he don't care that he pisses his pants. Um, mm-hmm. And now I think he still doesn't care. He's just like, hey, people like it when I go when I go to the toilet by myself. So right. I'm gonna keep doing right. that. Um, that makes sense, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, and, and again, like, I didn't realize this was gonna turn into the podcast about stealing, <laughs> but... Uh, Agitator is a morality but, show. <laughs> it's a morality show. But no, I mean, like, it's it's really just like, I don't know, man, it's like, a, everything's a case-by-case basis. And, and you know, you also, like, I don't know. Like it's a normal human thing to like also make excuses for your friends. I, I could be like, I think stealing is wrong, uh, but also I don't care if people steal diapers, and I really don't care if Kelby steals diapers. Uh, that's like a human way of thinking. You know what I mean? Um, it's not this like autistic one to one like. If you think something's wrong, you should always think it's wrong. That shit's annoying as fuck. It's like with killing people, right? Like, is killing people wrong? Uh, usually, yeah, usually it's wrong. Uh, unless they try to steal your shit or, you know, they mess with your kid or something like that. Then it's not wrong anymore. Then it's actually the thing, excuse me, to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just, it's just like, nuance is a stupid word too because like, Every fucking autist, 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 autist. I just, I'm, I'm just a nuanced thinker. It's like, no, you're retarded, (laughs) right? But like, but the duality, like, I'm retarded too, and it's good. It's fucking God. Why don't people just get this, right? Why does everybody want to be smart all the time? They pretend it's a show. It's a show. Like, like, don't be smart. Stop being so fucking smart all the time. COVID is fake. Just say it with me. <laughs> I, I want to do that to some people sometimes. Like, I want to just like, 
I want to like corner them in a room and just be like, just say it. Just say, just see how it sounds coming out of your mouth. It, it rolls right? off the tongue so well. Like, it's just beautiful. COVID. COVID is fake. Or how about this? You, uh, you know, just like, I just want, like, say the word. Just say the words. Donald Trump was a great president. <laughs> that one's Just fun. say it. That one's fun, too. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. What are some other ones that would be fun to get? Oh, the N-word, of course. Right? You gotta say that. Just say the right? word. Just say it. Just say it. Or say the whole thing. Say the whole thing. You can say it slowly if you want to. It's funnier that way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but like be retarded steal diapers uh what else have we covered on this show say the n-word ninja turtles um, um ninja turtles yeah i guess there's like there's not really a whole lot to say about ninja Tur- like i just i thought that the conversation we were going to have was going to get into things like you know creativity and inspiration and like just things that we liked when we were kids but we ended up talking about some other shit so i will say fuck my bitch ass grandma that like gave away my ninja turtles i had the whole fucking set like this is one thing Mm. i got it from a cousin and like it i didn't know i treasured it as how cool it was at the time but like if i went to try and go buy this shit on ebay bro it's like a thousand bucks like i had a gold mine and which I still wouldn't have even sold because Rowan likes Ninja Turtles. So I'd have just like, it was like hockey player Leonardo and like Detective mm-hmm. Donatello and Ash. Yeah, Detective Donatello, yeah. Yeah, it was like all this cool. I do have rapper Mikey. Uh, I had that one too with the chain. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, the Flavor Flav chain. Um, that one's dope, yeah. Yeah, but I had like fucking 60 of them. And mm-hmm. yeah, Mike, Mike grandmother not since since there's like a plot line to this show this is not the grandmother who introduced me to to video pirating um Mm -hmm. i love her this is the grandmother who can burn in hell because she sold my ninja turtles um yep yeah yep that's mm -hmm. everybody's got one of those grandmas yep but i you know i like uh i like both my grandmas they're very different. Uh, the one who died of lung cancer was probably the one that I vibed with more. But, ironically, like, I'm more like the grandma who survived. You know what I mean? My, my one grandma was, like, frugal and down to earth. This is the Polish immigrant, right? Um, well, she's the, she's the child of the Polish immigrants, right? Not, not her herself. Um, she uh, was like frugal and down to earth and, and like funny and very clean, right? Uh, and then my other my other grandma was like uh, thinks Jesus talks to her and you know loves conspiracy theories. Uh, is like nice racist, you know what I mean? Like she'll just randomly say shit like I love Mexicans. All right. Nobody asked. Uh, or uh, one of one of my favorites. I won't say who said this, but like um, a favorite recent thing I've heard from somebody I love is, uh, man, black people just love to dance. It's so it's so great. They just love to dance. <laughs> like 
That's beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful because it's true. Yeah, it's beautiful because it's true. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I mean, Ninja Turtles, um, what, I mean, what can you say, really? It's what, you know what's really funny is, like, I'm watching Gus watch, you know, TV, and he was watching a Miyazaki thing, and, uh, what was it? There was, like, a little owl character on one of these movies, and it, like, popped out, and he just, like, started laughing and pointing at it. He was like, hi. And I was just like, it blew my fucking mind because he's not, he's almost a year old, not quite, but he loved this little owl thing. And it started making me think like, bro, he has no, there's no like rational reason why that owl is cool to him. You know what I mean? Like you can't explain that. He just saw that owl and he was like, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think about Ninja Turtles. Like, why is it that like, big buff turtles with weapons is somehow the coolest shit to kids that's ever existed. Who knows? It just is. Yeah, because it is. just tight. And this actually yeah. is, like, something that trickles into, like, our, like, that I want to internalize um, as a creator is that in dealing with the subconscious, like, tapping into the subconscious versus dissecting everything and creating and part of creating the manifesto is about that it's a it's a communication with the subconscious and you have to speak on subconscious terms sometimes too you have to just accept and roll with it it's like why am i doing this stop asking that like just you're not in conscious mode right now you're mm -hmm. in creator mode and that's something mm -hmm. like uh jordan harper i can't remember what he was talking about um initially but i saw uh, something he was saying online about the com oh comedies go in the way of the erotic thriller for the same reason uh, that corporations um man fuck I'm gonna fuck it up but basically that like you don't there's no way to commodify the subconscious so you can't be like like how do we create something that just makes you know money like how do we how do we generate rapidly generate all these comedies like you can't because comedy is a is a subconscious thing it's a knee-jerk reaction mm -hmm. it's something that's funny mm -hmm. or it's not you can't just yeah. like you can't streamline that shit and i guess in hit like that's what he was saying with the erotic thrillers too is like you can't streamline eroticism right like you can't just like make a formula for what's uh gonna make people horny and like sitting on the edge of their seat so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man i'm tired of like I, I don't like i don't get horny anymore i'm dead like except to actually have sex like i'll flirt with my wife and you know get busy or whatever whenever we can it's kind of like you go back to being kids again because you can't just it's like when we could do it whatever we wanted like we should have done it more because now it's like like you gotta be tactical drone strike on the pussy you know what i mean um but like wait what was i saying oh yeah i'm not like now when i go on twitter and there's like a a chick with like her avatar is like her titties or something i just look at that and i'm like fuck shut up bitch nobody cares like you look stupid <laughs> 
It just it just looks. I mean, dudes with their shirts off too. I mean, it's like it's cool. Like I like looking. This is gonna sound like the gayest thing I've ever said, maybe. Yay. But I like I prefer the the dudes looking ripped, because I'm like, oh damn, like that's like I appreciate it from a a deeply homosexual point of view. You know what I mean? But like with women, it's just like, ugh. it's like you didn't do anything to get your titties. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe you got like a surgery or whatever right but if you just like have good good tits it's not the same as like a buff dude who had to like sweat for hours at the gym to look like that you know what i mean like, i mean i guess unless you're unless you're black right because white people just like come out the womb look like fucking ripped but those are the only dudes i i follow uh with like the uh calisthenic stuff too they're all they're all black Hannibal Burke King, the uh, absolute yeah. goat, the goat of the calisthenic workout. That dude looks incredible. He's got long ass fingernails. It's the weirdest shit ever. And he kind of looks like Omar from The Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, my point is, is that like I, I get mad at like things that try to make me horny. <laughs> like I get pissed. Like I don't even like look at porn or anything anymore because I just get mad. I'm like, oh right, you're in lingerie. Yeah, right, okay. Oh, what, you're stuck. Oh, I gotta go wait for my son before I talk like this. Oh, oh, you're oh, you're, oh look at you, sucking dick, wow. Good for you. Like, bro, who gives a fuck? Shut up. Like, You watch porn? No. Um, no. Nah. It's kind of, it's it's, kind of gay. I, I think probably that subconscious, like, whatever you're going through might be like something that I've just always had I've just never cared I'm just like yeah it's kind of like cool I don't know see I used to think about it as like a like changing the oil in the car you know like oh man I can't think I gotta bust so you pop on like X videos or something oh shit you pop on like X videos or something and you know crank one out whatever but now I'm just like I'm good. I'm good now. If I get horny, if I can't have sex, I just it just channels into rage, <laughs> and I just like I just say fucked up shit on a podcast. That's that's what I do now. It's like if I ever if I ever start saying really fucked up shit, it's like oh there he goes. He hasn't gotten any pussy in a long time. So oh man, people are gonna go back and start connecting the dots. Here's a game. Like Go when back I'm, and listen when I'm, when to I'm, our entire catalog. <laughs> and if you the Tetsuo episode, if you already like, have, oh. like, <laughs> yeah, where did all those? Oh man, where where did that come from? There hasn't been an episode like it since or before. It's like, well, man, my my boy had not busted in a minute, and like in a minute, and I'm I'm the editor, but like I on a subconscious psychic level could just feel that energy and channeled it into what that episode became it's good i think that the people anytime anything gets turned into a thing whether it's like okay so like seed oils for example right like i mean there are some pretty interesting data that show like once seed oils got introduced to food obesity rose whatever who cares i eat seed oils all the time but like i acknowledge that okay yeah i mean there might be something to it like no fap no busting is like the same thing it's like okay 
you know, maybe if you don't bust, maybe there is some kind of energy that you can get that you can channel it. But once it becomes a thing, like that's your personality now, like you're the guy who doesn't bust, that's when it gets like fucking weird. You know that's I mean? when I stopped following Soul Bra. He was one of the, like the big, like, I just yeah. loved his shit. And for mm-hmm. the first thing too, um, and this is why you'll never catch us leaning hard in one direction or the other because I've just seen it in other people who inspired me and then see them lean into something else too heavy. I'm like, could, mm-hmm. man, if you'd have just stayed regular, like, you, you could say you're dumb, no fap shit, and then just, but just go on something else too. Stop making something yeah. one thing your entire identity. But like, there's he, one guy who was like all about magnesium. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna, like, he was like that with the glycine, like, you know, mm-hmm. he had this great thread about what it was and what it helped, and then that got me onto it, and I was like, damn, this shit, like, is something yeah, that I, I needed, yeah. like, I actually needed mm-hmm. this in my life, mm-hmm. but yeah, he got on all that no-coming shit, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, bro. Mm-hmm. We just no, like in this the- house. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same as everything it's like everything is just balance right so i mean yes i bust uh i just don't i just don't bust every day sometimes i don't bust for a week it's like you know it's whatever right i i will get completely crazy and you know but it it's just i don't know my lifestyle wasn't like oh i'm stoic and i'm i'm maintaining my male virility like if this if this kind of thing is so good at making you a Chad, why does everybody who engage in it, why are they all fucking losers? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's appealing to those, right? It's just play. It's just gaming the system. Really, now that you said that, it's probably just a fucking grift. Like they're it fucking. It is a grift. Of course, it's a grift. Loads yeah. left and right, and it's just. Of like, course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. He's jacked. Like I'm assuming he's a good looking looking guy he's one of these people who always hides his face because who uh, so gay the government. oh man we didn't even who fuck it who cares the yeah i hate anonymous what? shit oh the anonymous, anonymous the anonymous shit that like crept into our circle or i don't know not i don't, don't oh, want to call it yeah i don't want to no, call it our circle gonna, anymore no. yeah fuck it yeah the no, shit was gay no no i don't like it either and uh, you know with the account that you're talking about i I genuinely liked some of the things they were saying because it was like funny and stuff that is kind of like especially the one like hey you know this guy's a character actor right like this shit isn't real i'm like i've been saying that right but that's totally true and i thought like the l nash one was funny i think she thought it was funny too right that the whole like juggalette bimbo thing it's got to be a a, a work or whatever sorry that was pretty funny yeah that was pretty funny but like yeah the anonymous thing like oh gets me gets me anxious you know it's like a it's like a monkey with a sword or something so like you don't know what they're gonna do because they're like they're fucking anonymous on the internet like what are they gonna like who's who's gonna get into the crosshairs next right um and it's like they were saying positive shit about me and, yeah. and i was just like show your face like bro like i don't mm-hmm. know that shit just annoys it's like exactly every- just like just say these things just say them just say it with your chest you know like just be say everything that you're saying but put your face to it it'll it'll go up if if that if that account had done that 
and had just been like a person, I would have been like, this is the realest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. And we would have probably been instant best friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe not best friends, but like friends, right? I'd have probably, I'd have sent them books for like real opinion. Like, you don't have to like, mm-hmm. uh, we don't even have to fuck with each other for like a bias. I like what you're doing. You can hate on this one if you really don't fuck with it. You can, but I just I like what you're doing. You like you're say you just mm-hmm. you know saying real shit, but it's not real because you don't you're not showing your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Cares. What else? What else? This is good. We should just do like a car crash episode. It'd just be four hours. Like I should just keep it rolling and go like go pay my rent and get like get my car uh sell my car and just like literally keep the task cam rolling through the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) we can do it we can do it man sometimes bro how do those dudes fucking how do they how do they record like eight hour episodes like that shit's crazy like i know how jack did it with the dallas episode oh yeah that's actually they they, they went to a place mm -hmm. you know and and we're doing a thing but like those dudes just fucking go. I think they do it they in the just, middle of the night too. Like sometimes I think they reference mm-hmm. the time, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, be like four in the morning. <laughs> like, well, yeah. if you are up, you're not really. What else are you doing? Like, sure, yeah, exactly, yeah. I want to go on car. I'm crash. never. I'm, I want to go on car crash too. Eddie, let us go on car crash. We like your show. It is funny. I will just turn that shit on though, and because it's so long, I like I can like not pay attention to it and just kind of fade in and out. It gets me through a day. work day. I have a lot of yeah. I have a lot of friends who like have are like good intentions, like but they'll be like, we should do like a Come Town podcast. I'm like, Come Town exists. Why would we? What? Why would we do that? But I didn't even think about car crash like that until the other day. I was like, this is kind of like a come town dynamic but they don't mm-hmm. the reason it works and why i think it's actually funnier a lot of times than come town is is because i don't think they were like we should start a come town podcast you know they just yeah. these dudes and they like have known each other since middle school and they bring up middle school all the time and they talk about it's straight up eavesdropping like a lot of times they're naming people and like talking about yep. sixth grade and this person and this and that and I'm like I have no idea what is happening but uh, yeah there's I'm, like I like that when they see the girl who they like went to school with and she's a stripper or something like that I'm pretty sure I'm remembering the podcast correctly um but like yeah it's like come town if come town was just this epic length like imagine a six hour come town podcast uh, <laughs> without like the dynamic of you know because uh, Town is basically just like the Nick Mullen show with a couple of dudes. Yeah, right? where like who, Adam's the punching they're bag funny. I mean, and Stav. Yeah, and he's like, he's funny, right? Like, I mean, he's a funny guy. Uh, I'm sure Stav is funny too, but he's like, he's mostly just like the laugh track. Um, like in this one, there's not really, th- those roles aren't as clearly defined, except for Gary, who's the punching bag, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a good show. Car Crash is good. Yeah, Car Crash rules. There's a lot of good podcasts out there, like in our sphere. This is this is why, like, I I really, you know, going on Perfume Nationalist was like a dream come true. But it also just like 
it just introduced me to like all these people who are fucking normal you know like you know i'm so popular car crash i think safety no not safety propaganda system of systems is good you know it's just like ah people who just kind of talk to each other that's really what this is all about right i mean it's like <clears throat> some people might have more uh pronounced uh, political thoughts or agendas or whatever but what's really appealing to me about it is that it's a like an ecosystem of people who don't feel like they're terrified while they're talking you know yeah. what i mean yeah. every leftist podcast the host is like oh have, um hello everybody uh and you know and i just want to say uh that i'm recording this on stolen land and uh, <laughs> also uh oh god what else what did i um uh, like they'll, they'll be like critiquing a movie like you know leftist podcaster versus black movie and they're like uh so you know i mean it's it's great it's um so you know. as as a straight hisset or white male i think that um what the batman is saying about femininity is a uh <laughs> yeah it's well and i don't want to you know uh i don't want to um you know i don't want to say uh, necessarily because you know i mean it is ca i mean capitalism ca i mean capitalism guys right i mean mm -hmm. you gotta make sure that cat like okay so and then there's this movie and oh yeah, i mean today oh yeah i'm not sure it would really work you know i don't think they could make this movie today because there's some real sus uh, material and he, as soon as I hear I, I was listening to this podcast um, that I won't name and it was pretty cool like they were talking about like some esoteric shit or whatever but then like I noticed that the the guys were like dropping words like sus and fash just kind of casually like oh yeah it's a little bit of a it's a fashy blah 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 or like bro that's sus and uh, I, I, I couldn't listen to it it was like needles on a chalkboard to me yeah yeah that, you like made up these cutesy little words for uh, <laughs> things that you don't think should exist because it's fascist, I guess. I love anybody who says fascist to me is just like like just done. They have like, zero just, idea I, of what like yeah, just shut up. <laughs> like you're just you're just you're you're dead to me pretty much. I mean like I just it it says so much about a person's character if they start calling. Anything that's not a little like an actual fucking fascist fascism. Yeah, like a law. Like if you want to critique like mm -hmm. a bill that's on the table for having fascist characteristics, then like that's a hundred percent. Like that's one thing. But like, mm -hmm. be like, oh, this sounds a little fascist. I don't think we should vote this shit in. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. Um, so today we're going to talk about this uh, new book that came out, and um, I, I just I think it's it's so good, so good, so good. So um, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, what was the inspiration for this? Well, I grew up in the suburbs, um, and... That must have been hard because of the police. 
Yeah, it was really Wait, hard. Be- it was really hard because of the police, <laughs> you know. And like, uh, I'm not very good at writing, but I just saw like this lack of um, of voices that were coming from uh, uh, BIPOC people, you know, and that that they were telling the stories. Oh, I hate it when voice. I hate it when voices aren't coming from BIPOC people. I can't stand that shit. Anytime I see, hear a voice and it's not coming from a BIPOC perspective, I'm like, what the fuck is this sus fash bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or at least a leg bat. Like, if you're not a BIPOC or a leg bat, like... Oh, I just not got that. I didn't get that at first. So is that how you pronounce it? I don't know how to... I have trouble pronouncing things that don't have vowels in them. But uh, mm-hmm. it's probably just because it's probably just because I'm a straight white male. Yeah, no, exactly. Bro, I hate being a straight white male so much. Yeah. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I think I, sh- I'm, uh, I think I should just kill myself, probably. Like, probably. I keep waking probably. up like this, and I'm just like, man, I just feel so bad for all the stuff I've done. I woke up like this, and I was straight and white. <laughs> Everybody hates me because I'm always right. <laughs> My privilege has afforded me deep wisdom. Know how the world works. Now get in line. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird to um. It's really weird the the kind of baggage that certain opinions carry. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's fucking weird. The the faggage, like, the faggage that they carry. Yeah, uh, that's that's right. That's there you go. Nailed it. Cause like, I don't know. Everybody has these like little arguments, and you, you can you can never go to like certain uncomfortable places. That's what I was trying to say actually about like these podcasts, right? It's like I appreciate that they can just with an enormous sword. That's shaped like a penis, like kind of cut into these big topics, right? Like these big, um, these things that are uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because every like every like, uncomfortable shit is real. You know what I mean? Like there there's some stuff out there that's like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say. Actually, I do know exactly what I'm trying to say. It's that, like, there's some shit out there that's, like, racist or homophobic or transphobic or whatever, but that's also true. You know what I mean? Like, just because it's that thing doesn't mean it's not also true. Yeah, it's like how women can't drive, you know? It's not that... It's like, if that's misogynist, then fine. But, I mean, like, you still got to be careful on the road. I'm just saying. Watch out. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like the only people for whom that standard still exists is like white people, like white dudes, like us basically, right? Like you can say anything you want about us and nobody will care, which by the way, I don't care either. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, oh, I think, uh, you know, men shouldn't have rights. I mean, it's not like a super funny joke, but I don't care. That's whatever. Yeah. It like used, if you say some used really to be funny, funny shit. When I didn't think people actually thought that. It used to be I used to laugh at shit like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. It's it's whatever. I mean, I hold the same state, but it's like oh, 
protected classes of people now. You know what I mean? Where it's <laughs> where it's just basically, you know, these are the these are the the punch because people need punching bags, right? Like people need to blow off steam. They need to laugh. They need to have fun. And we have these these preordained, uh, prepackaged punching bags, basically. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, like when you work a, a blue collar job, like that's the kind of shit that you do all day long. Is like you know, um, especially down here where you're mostly gonna be working with Mexicans. It's like you or really like a large diverse group of people in construction because if you're you know if you grew up knowing anything then of course you're gonna go try to like hey i build houses or i do this or that can i get a job sure. so you know it's a ton of like there's a lot of diversity in construction and you rip on each other all day long and uh using the you know the easiest the low-hanging fruit basically because mm -hmm. and it's it's fun it gets everybody through the day and everybody has a good time and uh, yeah, that's what I don't have a problem with any of it except when it's done in ill uh, intent, like with malicious intent. Mm -hmm. I think it's all funny, or it all can be funny. Case by case basis, man. You know what I mean? Everybody knows when somebody has said something fucked up, right? And that line exists for everybody. And if you don't think that line exists, then, you know, let me come over and start, you know, like talking shit to your wife or something mm -hmm. or about your mom. You know what I mean? And even like your mama jokes, like those are funny. But if I was like, you know, your mom's a fat bitch and a cunt, you'd be like, what the fuck are you? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> or like if somebody like overly sexualizes your wife or something like that, you know, it's like damn son your wife like her ass is looking real fat i'd like to fuck her <laughs> you'd be like you'd be yeah, like that, what i don't know excuse so. me excuse me so it's there's lines for everybody right it's uh it's not this thing where like uh that I mean, I have lines. Like, I, I get offended sometimes. I get offended by shit. The right too often, like, tries to pretend like they don't get offended by, like, anything. But then, the, like, a drag queen will, like, read a story to kids in a library. And they'll be like, this should not ex This should be wiped off the face of the earth. It's like, and what? It's like, kids love clowns. Chill out. <laughs> That's funny. But it's like... You know, so whenever people get into this, like, conversation, it's, like, these two sides that are equally retarded, which is, like, one side is, like, I'm free speech, and I believe that you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want. And it's, like, nah, bro, that's not how that works at all. It's not how that works. Like, you can't not say any Well, you can, but, you know, it's that, it's that fucked up thing that the left is always saying, right? Like, freedom from, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequences. It's dark. That's a dark thing to say, but it's all, I mean, it's fucking true, too. Like, there are consequences for things that you might say. Um, I just find it difficult. It's like somebody talking that shit to your wife, right? And then 
listening to a podcast where somebody talks shit about somebody else's wife and like getting mad for them. That doesn't make any sense. No, no. See, I would just think that's funny. Right. Right, Even exactly. the way I thought that hypothetical situation was funny, <laughs> like what, which hypothetical? Well, you weren't saying anything about? about my wife. You were just saying, "What sure. if somebody was like, yeah, she's hot, I'm a fucker." It's like a child being like, "I got a joke." It's like, bro, that's not a joke. It's <laughs> not a joke. You yeah. did it wrong. Like I'm laughing right. at so, you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's one of these things where it's. Again, it's this disease of kind of extending the the bubble of who you care about to strangers that you've never met. I think it's a disease, right? Because if somebody was talking about my wife directly, I would be furious, right? I would be really mad about that. Um, I don't even really like just like fun, playful jokes about her. I get I get kind of like my butthole clenches up. I'm like, mm. Like, I could never be a comedian, number one, because I'm not funny. Number two, because, like, they take some, like, they take like they take that to the extreme, and that's not me. Like, I don't like that shit. I wouldn't like it if somebody was making fun of my mom. You know? I love my mom. I, I don't think it's funny. You know what I mean? But, like, then people extend that sphere out, and it's like they have the same energy. But, well, that's what's weird, right? They don't have that energy for their for their mothers anymore. Right? It's like the reverse. Like, you could call their mother a bitch and they'd be like, yep. But then they give a shit about, like, the homeless guy jacking off on the bus. Like, that's who they put that energy into. And that, to me, that shit is all backwards. Mm -hmm. That's like the, uh, the people ideologizing, like, the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing and having that as, like, the topic of an ethic debate or whatever is, like, bro you don't know these people yeah if somebody like i don't care like i'm not even gonna like defend i don't need to defend either one of them will smith or chris rock i'm give they're both rich that like i don't know them i don't give a shit i thought it was funny <laughs> like i thought because yeah. I, I think people getting slapped is just funny especially when it's in public like the same way it's funny to turn on to go to world star and watch those videos you know what i mean yeah, it's funny to me where the dudes get like, hit with like a palm tree or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was one World Star video that was like I still laugh when I think about it. It was this guy and he got punched. Right, he got punched so hard that like his shoe flew off and flew off the screen. And the first comment after the video was, uh, "His shoe just ran off to call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that one. That's a classic. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and every man. time, like scrolling through World Star, like every time, like you're watching World Star videos with the homies, and it's like all the time you're laughing, and you're like, "Couldn't be me, bro, man." If I was that dude that just got slept, or oh man, if they had, it wouldn't be me crying up in that shit. Like I, of course it wouldn't, but you're laughing mm -hmm. at it because it's not you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And this is the way human beings are like, this is the way that human beings function the, the best. You have a family that you care about. It is 100% hypocritical. Your family is allowed to get away with things that nobody else is allowed to get away with. You fight for your family in a way that you don't fight for other people. When you get it fucked up is when you 
invert that, right? Which is the leftist project. The leftist project does want you to abandon your family, to hate your family. Don't go to Thanksgiving. Don't talk to them. They're racist. Yeah, they're racist. When the point should be like, yeah, they are racist and I love them anyway, right? It's a, it's a con it's like the contradiction, the paradox at the heart of like what it means to be a human being is loving people in spite of their, their faults because, because they're your family, because just because, just because Mm -hmm. there doesn't have to be an intellectual reason for that. You just do it just because. And, yeah. and it's, it's a narcissistic really thing, fucked up. you know, to think mm-hmm. that you're a moral mm-hmm. superiority. Like, it's like, why do well, I not give a shit? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can speak. You oh, can no, speak. no, 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 no. It's fine. 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 Hey, hey, hey. But look, but look, but listen. Hey, hey, hey. But check it out. Check it out. Hey, hey, bro. Bro. Um, but, wow. Man, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. It's like when things get fucked up actually is when you begin to try to write out your own little rule set for what's right and what's wrong. That's the that's the whole point I'm trying to make is that it's like it's fucked up when you're like oh this is wrong because it violates my like this particular subset of rule 32, right? Rule 32 subset A states that you are not allowed to make fun of Jewish people about money, right? That's the rule. You're not allowed to do it. Like, it seems like a little thing or like I'm being silly or whatever, but it, it would, the problem is is that then it blows out, right? Then it blows out and you end up with something that is, like the cop in your heart loves it every time you make a new rule. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they love, they love that shit. It's right. It's what it's the foundation that you're building. If you're building a foundation mm-hmm. based on rules, then you're approaching life through a materialist um, and narcissistic, uh, because it's revolving around you and your rules, and not mm-hmm. your interaction with pre-existing uh, people and things. Um, and it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of shit that's dumb. I forgot where I was going. But, like, I, I, the core to, like, my not giving a fuckness really is that, uh, I've done way more fucked up shit. So, all this other stuff is like, I don't, bro, I don't care. That's what always made me crazy about crime fiction. Like, crime fiction writers having this kind of strict moral code, and yet, like, they write about criminals and like fucked up sh- you know what i mean like th- that's i've always written crime fiction from the perspective of like being fascinated by it and having like having a kind of sympathy for for characters who do fucked up shit right because it's it's human to to do to do fucked up things is human um and so it's just weird that people will be like this is my story you know the girl who had a knife in her neck or something like that and it's about a guy who uh, stabs women in the neck and then they'll turn around and like <laughs> just be moralizing and sermonizing uh, which is kind of what I'm down to this is sort of sermonizing in its own way but they'll be like sermonizing about like what's right and what's wrong I'm like bro you just made you just got like a $50,000 advance uh, to write about oh I don't know say like inner city drug dealers or some shit like that you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're you're profiting from this kind of shit, and people should like 
people should be allowed to make art about whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, you you don't see the the weirdness to that. Like that you're not extending that uh, humans are going to be humans to like your to your family. I don't know. I don't know. This is all very contradictory and difficult, but. No, I was actually Shit, thinking right about now. a lot of this, like, first, like, this morning when, you know, I was brushing my teeth and just thought back and was like, man, that dude I killed, did he actually deserve that? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go on, uh, you know, talking about some other, some other shit. And, like, you start your day like that and you're like, mm-hmm. man, the rest of it is it's kind of like taking a cold shower. It's like confront your yeah. demons, confront your real demons, and then realize that you're you're not that great of a person. Not that yeah. you should be guilty, not to be like, you know, man, I don't know. And that's another contradictory statement because I think people are, you know, inherently good for the most part, and you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. You're a good person. You should strive to be a good person, and that's okay. You are a good person. Like, I know a lot of good people. You're a good person. You're a good... Thanks. You are too. There's, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest fucking trick of life is that you start off... Like, human beings are the only creatures that come into... The only mammals, and I think this is true, that come into the world with an unde- underdeveloped brain compared to where it ends up being. And the classic thing that everybody knows is, like, men's brains don't fully develop until they're 25 years old. So the cosmic joke of humanity is that you are retarded for the first quarter, what am I saying quarter, the first third of your life, <laughs> maybe even the first half of your life if you're unhealthy. Or vaccinated. And then you, or Baka. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah and and so you know and then you fucking you know you find out like now I'm 35 and I'm like oh okay right like all the guilt and and shit is from things that I did um, up to about 28 28 so I was a little bit of a late bloomer right Um, but that's I mean that's also that's also most of my life that was about when you met me too Weird, weird mm-hmm. coincidence. Weird coincidence, yeah. I met this little Buddha on the road. Well, my headphones are going to die, so we just did a two-hour and 15-minute podcast. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. This is like, think of this like the skits, like in albums, where sometimes yeah, they are like, fucking, it's like, why is this 12 minutes long? Yeah. Why, mm-hmm. why is this two and a half hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see if people actually listen to it. Um, We'll see what our, our listener retention is like with this little endurance test. But, uh, all right, dude. I'll talk to you later. All right, talk to you later. Feel like I've been home for a minute. Only when my whole pain is winning. I've been going on for a minute. Talk sleep when they see me start grinning. I'm telling